Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Carol Suki podcast. I am so excited today because, A, I think I, I had, it's because I had pre-workout in my water this morning for my workout, but also Terrell Laurie is on the Carol Suki podcast. Terrell Laurie, I am so happy to have you here and very much honored. Good morning. Well, thank you for having me. I too am thrilled to be here. And I too did like a big long walk this morning. I got like 10,000 steps in before 8am. So we are in good shape. Yeah, I mean, there was the full moon. Uh, was that yesterday? Uh, two, two days, days Monday ago. night. Yeah. Monday or, night, the huge Tuesday, sorry. full moon. Yeah. And there was a huge rainstorm last night. Did you did you get that? That was yep. a show. And here we have a beautiful, sunny, warm, like perfect summer day, right? It's true. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Loving it. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, we might as well um, get started because I want to know so much about you. So first of all, I know that you've been doing this for 35 years, which is amazing. And you are internationally recognized for being a tarot card reader. Like, wow, how did you get into this work? <laughs> right. That is the question. So I grew up in Calgary hmm. in like the 80s and 90s. And so before the internet, before cell phones, right. I was into this. And you had to, you know, you had to know someone who knew someone who knew a psychic who whatever, if you wanted to get that yeah. kind of thing. And so I had this tarot reader, psychic Erica, who is like a bona fide room toting like spell casting witch she's a good <laughs> witch and she everyone knew Erica everyone got readings from Erica and she was um my tarot mentor I just was always into it I was always fascinated by the metaphysical like tea leaves or pendulums or anything like that and you had to really be interested and really look for it yes. back then because it yes. wasn't something you could just at your fingertips so I really loved getting readings from Erica I mean my dentist saw Erica everyone saw Erica and I did a paper in university about witchcraft and, you know, perceptions of witchcraft re reflecting societal mores, blah, 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 and ended up interviewing her. And we became kind of friends through that process. And that's where she really started to mentor me in tarot in particular. And the deck that I use is my original deck. I've had this deck for almost 35 years. I'm, I'm coming, I'm like 33 years or something. Um, yes. And so every single reading I've done is in this deck, like thousands and thousands of readings. And Amazing. it started with me with the little book, like, how do you do this? What does this yes. card mean? Does this make sense to you? Like with my friends and family, how everyone starts. That's right. And then, you know, you just keep doing it. Wow. That's that. So do you think that maybe that interest in this came from your lineage or is it just a curiosity that you had? Like what sparked that interest for you? It's interesting because, I mean, my heritage is Indigenous. My mom is Indigenous okay. um, from Peguis First Nations. My And then on the other side of my family, I have like Icelandic and Scottish and like super white, <laughs> like really white, <laughs> lily white. So I growing up actually was more immersed in and identified with the other side, like the the lily white side. Um my sister, interestingly, is a public health nurse, and she's always worked on reserves. She's always worked with First Nations communities. She's really into it. And it's funny because she looks like fully Norwegian. But um, it's I've only started really reconciling in the last few years, actually, how um, 
just that magic of the past on my mom's line has informed my work in ways I'm kind of still figuring out and discovering, mm -hmm. but it's very much, I feel like the work I do is, um, it is somehow connected to that lineage for sure. Right. The, right. the connection to nature, the connection to the, the rhythms of the natural world and connection to spirit and creator. I've always been incredibly spiritual, but I'm not really into religion so much like ever. Mm, right. um, but like when I was young, like 13, I had my mom take me to a different church every week because I was searching. I was like, let's try a synagogue. Let's go Mormon. Let's do Baptist. Like I always watched her. She was like, all right, none of it felt good. And then I realized I'm just more kind of like Wiccan <laughs> or, you know, like just that, that nature based um, honoring the natural world versus like, an old white dude with a beard you know? a religion I get it I totally yeah. get it because I was I personally was raised in Roman Catholic and and it was that and sometimes very very few and far between I, I would kind of click and I would know what I'm doing there and I would listen to a certain message but most of the time yeah. it's like okay when is this over <laughs> yeah and I mean if you go to the like when I say I'm not into religion, I'm not into the bureaucracy. I'm not into the dogma. I'm not into the right. rights and the, the, all the crap. <laughs> but yeah. when you look at the, oh, I got Goosey's just talking about it. When you look at the mm -hmm. um, essential components of every religion, yep. th th there's really not a huge difference. It's just I agree. It's applied. I agree so. 100%. Yeah. That's great to hear. And that's great that you, that you've, you know, voiced that because, you know, I personally, you know, think like, am I, am, is something wrong with me because I don't like the religion that I was born into, but because every religion has, you know, a positive side to it. And there's obviously things that people don't agree with, but it's like, I think you just kind of take whatever works for you with just generally in life, whatever works for you, what makes you feel like your highest self. And that is, you know, you take, you take what, what works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when did you feel like your duty was to serve others? Like, yes, it, you know, it's interesting and you got into it. And at the same time, you mentioned that, you know, you feel like you're still learning. And I feel like we will always forever be learning For because sure. there's so much in the metaphysical, you know, world. Yeah, that... We're always evolving and there's so much we can't know or see on a book, on a, you know, on a page of, in a book. Um, it's sort of experiential. It's something that that you discover as you live your life. Yes. And it's honestly in just the last, like maybe, I don't know, five to six years that it's really become, I've been, I've become extremely laser focused on my mission, which is always inspire, empower, and enlighten through my readings. And my readings are unlike any other reading because it goes way beyond like the tarot 101. It's, you you get a dialogue developing with your deck over time and so the meaning of the cards might um change into something completely different or just go deeper than what you would find in the little book that comes with your deck right and so my re I've had people it's funny in the last week I had two different people one of them said a reading with you it's like you reach right into my heart and just like shake it like a tree <laughs> just like ah and you get all this like you kind of tarot's your way in but you do all this other stuff and then someone else said 
it's like you reach into my heart and just like tenderly hold it. <laughs> well, that's kind of funny that you have these different perspectives, like similar, but very different. But, you know, tarot, these are just pieces of paper with pictures on them. There's nothing magical about them. It's your intention. And um, they're a tool. And so it's a tool that I realize my, like people come out of my readings changed. I'm, I'm feel very confident in saying that because I know it, I've seen it and, and I feel it on my end. I'm like the sweaty bump covered mess by the end. <laughs> I always have to have I'm like three, three t-shirts in by the end of the day. Um, but it's not fortune telling. It's not predicting. It's more just like, I always say a tarot reading with me, it's a conversation with your soul. Yes. I am the interpreter. Yes. You know, you're so just the no vessel. Is, yeah. No reading is the same. And even though the essence of the message for every card doesn't really change. There's always like some freestyling that goes on, some channeling that um, applies it. I don't know, just stuff comes out that makes it very specific to whatever it is you're dealing with. So that's how I'm serving people is to just kind of help them empower themselves. I don't want someone, you know, abdicating responsibility of their life to some random lady with tarot cards. I have no interest in that. Like, and it's not <laughs> right. going to be like, you're going to meet Bob at Starbucks because that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's right. It's more and like so, life coaching. Yes, that's right. I, yeah, yeah I, I totally but you like agree. life crap out of yourself with tarot cards. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Now, how did that change for you when social media came around? Because you have over 13,000 followers, which is, which is amazing. So, and I know that, you know, you'll kind of, you'll go through your deck and, and I see the messages just bing, 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 like just, yeah, how, how has that changed? Like when you work one-on-one -on -one with someone, which you still do, and I, yep. I suggest everybody book that with <laughs> Lori, definitely have a tarot reading with her. Um, how does that change when you're, when you've got thousands of people on a live, yeah. And you're and you're throwing cards out, and then you've got that one on one. Like, how is that? How does that? How does that work? It's interesting. I think the the pandemic for sure. It took what I've been doing one on one and just put it on a larger scale on a bigger platform. I have a background in communications. I'm mm -hmm. comfortable public speaking. I'm I'm comfortable um, talking to a lot of people at once and like sort of um, facilitating groups. So. Right. That was that. I mean, there was definitely learning that happened, but it was more like how the heck does a Zoom work more than you know how to corral people. And <laughs> the readings that I was doing, the the main difference with the pandemic was that with the parties because I would do these parties in person, and I or I'd be at big events and I'd just be pulling cards for, and there would be like thousands of people sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. I used to do these retreats in Huntsville every year they kind of stopped during the pandemic, these girlfriend getaways. And there would be so many, I would give hundreds of readings like 8am to 2am. Whoa. Like nonstop. So it was mm -hmm. like a PhD in tarot and, and, and just in doing those readings. So for me to get on a, a camera is like, I don't know, that seems easier. Piece <laughs> of cake. In yeah. both cases, whether I'm doing it. So now I'm doing big groups for like corporations like TikTok and Scotiabank and Pepsi and Benefit Cosmetics and, you know, doing these big groups, but I still get sweaty. I still get covered in goosebumps. The energy of it and the, the sort of the, the channeling of it doesn't change. It's more just my reach has expanded beyond geography. Okay. And it just happened word of mouth. It was wild how it happened. I mean, the, it, we need seven more episodes to talk about the, the <laughs> magical 
manifesting that has happened in the last five years. But I feel like because I've been working at at honing this craft for decades, mm -hmm. that when the time was there, the opportunity was there to do that expansion, I was ready for it. That's amazing. Good for you. I'm yeah, so happy for you. Thank you. And and so is that energetically overwhelming? Like, do you need like two weeks to recover after like, for example, when you're when you're doing this from 8am to 2am, and all this energy is coming in, and you're serving and you're serving and everybody's guides are coming in. Is that not overwhelming for you? I mean, the, the those weekends, the girlfriend weekends, I would be driving home because that would be one day and it would be a three day weekend. <laughs> and by the end of it, I would be driving home Sunday, like just hysterically crying just like I'm so tired I'm so <laughs> like I was just like it was I was fried like it was yeah. just I needed a reboot and I would need a couple of days to just like not talk to anyone and just sleep for okay hours yeah. um but normally I I always people always say when especially when I'm at events and they see I'm doing a ton of readings they'll be like oh my god you must be exhausted oh you must be so tired and it, it's the reverse is true I'm like no I'm gonna need like six melatonins when I get home so that I can <laughs> sleep tonight because mm -hmm. I get so buzzed I get so so jazzed from it all yes um so it's more that but I have a very it's weird I I always tell people there's a card in in the deck that for me is all about energetic boundaries and I teach people about cord cutting and protecting their energetic um space and aside from a couple of little things like washing my hands after readings you know have a shower at the end of the day or I have my you know, little crystal necklaces I wear there's nothing I really do I I it just happens instinctively of okay. me like when we're done our reading we're done our reading I'm not going to remember it in 30 seconds I just don't right. have the capacity in my head to get right. information I think <laughs> I talk for an hour straight and I talk yeah. fast. Um, <laughs> so once it's done like it's done so it's kind of like Pah. and and it, nothing sticks with me okay because so that was my next question sense, yeah in that sense I'm not drained or I'm not like I don't have any like little energetic like burrs on me or anything like that or barnacles it's more just I'm super hyped from this energetic exchange and I need to I need to like take a melatonin if the reading is too late <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was gonna ask like if you ever have you know something heavy for yeah. you know your client or you know just something heavy comes over you for someone you just release it's, I guess it's the channeling of it you know mm -hmm. it's when someone, I can't think of like, maybe for sure on like less than one hand, I can count the times that I've been emotionally impacted to the point of like getting choked up in a reading. I can, and it hasn't happened for over a decade for sure. Oh, wow. I don't know. I think it maybe is how um, it works with doctors or a therapist too, where they mm -hmm. just, it's not like I'm putting up a barrier or a shield. Again, it's that instinctive energetic boundary, right? Yes. And also it's like, I'm not here to console you or sympathize with you. I'm here to serve you and give you these messages. And me sitting crying with you for half an hour isn't going to gonna do it. Right. Yeah. You know, so I kind of just like get in that zone and it's like, okay, let's do it. Here's how it's going to work. And I do my little spiel at the beginning of every reading to sort of set the stage that you know what you're in for. Then we start. And for sure, there's like, I mean, every other reading, there's tears for sure, because it's not and not tears like, oh, my God, it's horrible news. It's more just it's resonating like something resonates yes. and you get it choked up because it's like, oh, my God, I'm like I'm being witnessed. Yes, like, this is this is connecting with me. 
And so there are tears that way. Um, But also, I always say that there are no bad tarot cards. There are only bad tarot card readers. You know, like even the scariest looking cards, the devil, death, the tower. Even if it's a so-called bad card, like a a less fun, less sexy card, let's say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like a heavier card that has like big messages, big homework. No reading happens without me giving you homework at some point but it's never go dig a ditch it's like watch this Netflix situation and watch this TED talk um but it's never just saying here's the bad news see you later that'll okay right or that'll be seven thousand dollars to remove the curse like that's <laughs> instead it's more okay this like sucks you're in it right now you're yeah. in the crap but here's the perspective shift mm-hmm. that you might need or here's something that is like around the corner is this energy yes yeah even if this sucks and it feels like forever when you're in it it's not forever it just feels like forever right yeah because I mean I have a few decks myself but all of them are like you know they're pretty and they're colorful because those traditional decks I'm like okay there's seven daggers in my heart now like yeah right exactly and and that's the thing like even so um there is one tarot card where the guy's dead in a swamp with a bunch of swords sticking out of him. I'm like, that's when it's over. Like there's no getting around that message. But I always say this card wants you to focus less on that guy dead in the swamp, which signifies endings, never physical death, no animals, plants, people. I always say it's not that. Okay. Ending of a relationship where you're working, you eating dairy, like that kind of stuff. Um, To focus less on the inherent discomfort that comes with that kind of message like that comes with that with endings, we know they need to happen. They, it still sucks because change can be difficult, right? But that right. dawn in the distance, there's a dawn on the horizon showing you there's something better mm-hmm. that's waiting, just creating capacity for that. You're making space for it. Perfect. So do you and- see how it like turns that, like it's not saying the negative thing isn't happening. It's saying, yeah, this thing's ending. It might not feel good, but it's making space for something better. Exactly. Exactly. Because I want to know what you would say because a lot of people, when they hear tarot cards, they're like, ooh, and they and they almost connect it to like a Ouija board. Oh, yeah, um, like full on devil worship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what what do you want to enlighten people about tarot cards where they correlate it with, you know, evil? Well, Carol, I'm I'm glad you asked that because <laughs> <laughs> it is like my thing is to make this my tagline is woo woo without the cuckoo. Mm-hmm. that lets you know what you're in for I'm obviously yes. into it that's what I do for a living I'm not goof about it I'm yeah. not I'm not telling you this is what you must do or this is what will happen it's more like here's a snapshot of the energetic landscape right now here are some challenges you might be facing how to approach those here's some opportunities that you want to make sure you're not missing that kind mm-hmm. of thing right and in terms of the whole like stuff that's pop culture nonsense you know Mm -hmm. and and like I'll tell you what I don't I don't mess with Ouija boards I think that's I don't I don't like Ouija boards it is evil (laughs) I don't like those at all because that's like putting notice on Twitter that you're having a house party and just everybody shows up no thank you (laughs) tarot is more like a very carefully curated dinner party (laughs) right you're setting the stage you're placing the menu you know, and like I said earlier, oh, I'm covered in gooseys talking about this. It gets me riled up. <laughs> um, tarot, a, a deck of tarot cards is like a hammer. You know, okay. if you have a hammer, you can go and smash a car windshield with it, or you can use it to hang a beautiful picture. Amen. It's a hammer. 
either yes. way, right? Yes. Your intention is everything. So if someone mm-hmm. wants to take a deck of tarot cards and scare the crap out of you, they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's, I think it's BS anyway. It doesn't mean it's based in reality or anything real, right. but that's, you know, as with anything, no pendulums, the beautiful crystal hanging on a chain, you could still make that be like, oh, this is saying blah, blah, blah. And even the oracle decks that have the pretty messages and the <laughs> pastel colors, which are lovely. <laughs> yeah. Right? And they serve a purpose. That's delightful. But they're more almost like affirmation cards. Yes. Rather than like um, d- divination tools. Yes. Okay. No. It's a great discussion. So an oracle deck is wonderful and it can, and it can be food for thought, like give you something to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's seen, it's a bit superficial in my view. Okay. And the, and the tarot deck goes deeper because tarot is really rooted in archetypes, which reflect the human experience we've been dealing with for centuries. That's why it resonates with everyone. Amazing. Okay. And you're going to do a tarot deck reading for me. In a few minutes, right? Okay, you tell me when, because I got my card ready. You tell me. (laughs) Before we do that, I just wanted to talk about, of course, the magical thing that has connected us, which is the Elysian Festival happening very soon, um, August 12th and 13th. And um, you will be speaking there. I I have to follow you, uh, Tarot Lori. I have to. Like, what can I possibly bring to the table? Like after Tara Laurie, it's like, oh, we're stop. done here. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see all the speakers. It looks so good. Like this is the kind of thing I would attend even if I wasn't speaking at it. Like I'm, it, this looks fantastic. I'm excited about it. I agree. So that being said, why don't you share with us just very briefly what you're going to share with us on Sunday? You were speaking with me on Sunday, August the 13th. Please attend both days, anyone who's listening, mm-hmm. 12th and 13th. So what are you going to be sharing on the 13th? So I'm going to be talking, my, my what I'm calling it is just everybody is intuitive. Mm-hmm. And again, kind of speaking to what we were touching on earlier, how, you know, there's nothing magical about these cards. Anyone can use them. Um, everyone's intuitive, you know, everyone, and, and I'm going to walk people through some ways that they can, you know, tap into their intuition really easily. We'll do a little interactive exercise. And then also just showing how these, um, these ways of hooking into your intuition can also be reflected in tarot cards. And then I'll pull a card for the group too, because why not? Amazing. So excited for that. All right. Well, let's, let's jump in. Let's go. Okay. Here we go. So you're going to hear me knock. I always knock the deck, just like a little energetic palette cleanser. Okay. And you're hearing me shuffle. Mm -hmm. And I do what I call the awkward stare, whether we're in person (laughs) or on a zoom, I do the awkward stare, get your mojo in here. (laughs) And I'm going to cut the deck. Okay. Awkwardness over. Let's (laughs) do it. So I'm just going to keep it really open-ended and ask, what you need to know right now because even if you ask about a certain often especially when it's just one card or a couple of cards the cards are like listen your question was nice but here's what we need to know right <laughs> so let's just I keep agree. it open all right um, oh nice um okay is it okay if I pulled a few sorry is it okay if i pulled a few of course yeah we have time i love this yes okay please do because for me it's either one or three and and for you it was three um yeah. So we've got this card first is the six of coins. This is another thing I have to tell you too, to make cards less scary. I don't know. I don't have memorized the numbers of the cards. Like if you ask me six of coins, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't describe it. 
after 30, almost 35 years. I don't, I couldn't pick it out of a, a lineup, but you show me the six of coins. I'm going to talk about six of coins. Okay. So six of coins is all about seeing the value of yourself as an investment. Oh, so when you, I know I got goosies. So when you <laughs> have a little extra money, don't buy lottery tickets. It's never that, but let's say you have a little extra money. Um, back from taxes or something like that. Uh, don't shove it under the bed, forget it. Don't be goofy and blow it all on a bag. Use it in a way that you are investing in yourself, your potential growth. That's always a winner because you're worthy of that because you're worthy. Yes. Um, whether it's taking a class or putting some money into your side business or buying a lipstick that makes you feel great, paying out of pocket for therapy, like whatever it is, when you spend money on your growth, your potential, your development of your soul, um, that's never an indulgence. That's an investment. Right. So don't wow. Okay. Wow. Speaking that's card number one. I know, okay. right? Imagine yeah. like 50 of these cards out. Um, <laughs> then we have the fool. The message behind the fool, nothing stupid or foolish. The message behind the fool is leap and the net will appear. Hmm. You have to take first steps, not knowing how it's all going to end up. And sometimes you have to take a first step, you know, the second step is, but the point is to take that step to go from static to dynamic and to remember that you don't know, don't know. God, mm -hmm. Buddha, Universal has better plans for us than we have for ourselves. Amazing. So if you think back to a time where you got something you wanted and you're like, okay, this is what I want. I got where I want to be, but how it happened was bananas. Like you could never predicted it. This was wild. And there's universe going, hi, I could have, like, I was there, remember? So <laughs> <laughs> take the proof of it happening in your past to help you have faith moving forward it could happen again wow this yeah. is like standing on a diving board looking down in the water going can i jump is there water in this pool i don't know and this card is saying honey you can absolutely jump there's definitely water in the pool you just don't know the temperature Oof. okay, okay? yeah you're not going to know that temperature till you jump either but it won't be boiling it won't be ice it'll be something you can manage okay okay wow so do you see how the leaping and the investing go together Yes, they do. Right? And then the third card, I got goosies and goosies. We have the <laughs> queen of swords. And this is you. In my readings, kings and queens represent real people. It's masculine, feminine energy in human form. It's not about gender. It's about attributes. And this queen, most of the queens are forward facing. And they're like, hi, look at me. I'm great. This queen is off to the side. She has her sword up guarding herself. And she's like, back off the way you eat that sandwich. I'm going to punch you in the face. Like, <laughs> I love her because... Um, She's like, she's not, I don't, oh, I don't want to swear. I usually swear, but my reading. So, oh, like, but let it out. Yeah. Can't, oh, okay. She's not a bitch, but she can right. be bitchy, you know, and okay. it's not unwarranted because her whole vibe is like, seriously, that's your answer. Are you kidding me with this nonsense? She doesn't have time <laughs> for shenanigans or ding-dongs because she's got things to do mm -hmm. and she gets things done. She has a fantastic business, business acumen, a really strong work ethic. She has a spine of steel, but not rigid steel, energetic steel. Sometimes we need to step into that more. Right. We need to step into that in energy, especially when we, it comes to taking leaps and, and investing in ourselves. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, though, she can be a little rigid and a little clenchy, kind of like imagine Edward Scissorhands at a balloon <laughs> store. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> so you got to like walk that line between that energetic spine of steel, getting shit done and balloon murderer. Okay. Because do you see how if you're too clenchy, you can't be leaping. And right. if you clench you, you're going to be stingy with your money. So is that a little bit of like, just let go, trust it. Yeah. Like, because the thing with the queen of swords is that we have to make sure that we're bringing forward her best qualities and kind of like not embracing her more challenging qualities, mm. like rigidity and stinginess will keep you from investing in yourself or taking that leap. 
and not stepping into, you know, putting on the big girl undies and doing what needs to be done to take that leap to, to make that investment. Right. Like put away the granny panties, wear that thong. Yeah. But don't get too rigid about it. Like don't get super clenchy. Okay. Like it's a, it's a balancing. Okay. So just, just consider, consider how her qualities within you are encouraging or impeding these previous two cards messages. Okay. Yes. That all makes so much sense. And it's funny. Anytime I speak with someone with metaphysical beliefs in general, this is the general message that I receive. And so, well, that's what I'm saying, girl, like that's, (laughs) you know, every reading I do, there's a point in the reading, regardless of how long it is, where someone will say, it's so weird you said that because I was just talking to my friend or I was just listening to a podcast and blah, blah, blah. I've just heard that in another thing. And it's kind of like, yeah, that's some solid woo-woo intel, you know? <laughs> that is amazing. And that was what, like a five-minute, re- not even? About like three minutes, yeah. <laughs> three minutes and you've pegged me with three cards. <laughs> it's not wild. I know that's why card of the day works too. I do a card of the day on, on Instagram every weekday morning. And I get, I think half the time, well, this is my message. Why am I even posting this? And I get DMS all day long from people. Oh my God, that's my card. How'd you know? It's my message. Yes. Wild. That's amazing. And you were here to serve so many people. Lori, thank you so much for sharing, you know, your whole journey and sharing your purpose with me. Um, and I look forward to meeting you at the festival. Um, I hope all the listeners will be in attendance because it's going to be a life-changing experience for anyone who comes, right? Yeah, no, it looks really good. It's not your, I mean, I've never set foot in a psychic fair. It's not that it is. It's not. It's holistic, spiritual empowerment and, and and an introduction to things that people might not be aware of that are really cool. Yes. Yes. I think everybody needs to just embrace the, the woo-woo. Can yeah. It, it doesn't have to be cuckoo. You can be without being cuckoo. Because it's not cuckoo. It's not. People need to change that perspective of it being yeah. cuckoo. Yeah. And I mean the, you know, the fortune teller on the Netflix, you know, rom-com is what in, <laughs> perpetuates those kinds of stereotypes about this kind of stuff so it's understandable people have that kind of perception but doesn't mean it's real that's right if you want to you just can't wait please connect with tara Lori on instagram you are on tiktok i would imagine you're on facebook you know what i'm on tiktok and facebook like minimally instagram okay. is my jam instagram TikTok is scares jam. me facebook frustrates me Instagram is my <laughs> sweet spot. It's just at tarot.lori. So T-A-R-O-T dot L-O-R-I. Perfect. And I will put that in the show notes. Again, Lori, thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on August 12th and 13th at the Elysian Festival in Orangeville, Ontario. Thanks, Lori. Thank you. Have a great day. You too.